What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of TopCast, your service management podcast. As you already know, we're focusing on future-proof service delivery this season. However, it's more important to understand where we have been before planning ahead. To share his thoughts today, we're going to hear from Tom Waring, a service center analyst from London Catholic District School Board and a Top Desk customer. So welcome, Tom, to the podcast. And could you give us a little bit more information about yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Tom Waring. I work with the London District Catholic School Board for almost 20 years, uh, 22 years. Um, first 10 of that was in uh, audiovisual and the last 10 was, uh, last 12 rather, was uh, service center. Awesome. That's super cool. So you've definitely got plenty of experience to draw from here for sure. And, you know, you may be wondering as a listener, what are we going to be talking about today and uh, why do we have Tom on this podcast? So basically what we thought we could talk about uh, and hear firsthand is just just how the service desk has evolved over the last year um, from a top desk customer's perspective and maybe share some insights uh, uh, for other top desk customers or future top desk customers, um, you know, and, and how the tool can improve their service delivery as well. So, Tom, I was hoping to, you know, jump right into the topic here like we normally do on these podcasts. Uh, could you walk me through like a brief summary of your journey with top desk thus far? Maybe some successes or challenges that you've uh, that you faced along the way? Yeah, we've been with TopDesk for uh, almost four years now. Um, the initial rollout, uh, some of the bigger challenges were uh, asset management and our knowledge base, getting that up to date and reliable. Uh, that's always an ongoing aspect of uh, maintaining an uh, ITSM tool. Uh, we put a lot of energy into our asset tagging, making sure that we had uh, all of our equipment asset tagged and, and uh, imported into TopDesk so we could resolve that to tickets that were getting submitted and have them track that history. I guess the a successful aspect of it was uh, uh, our portal. I'm, I'm pretty happy with our portal. We went from a, a single form collecting um, all any and all types of requests from very simple password resets all the way to, uh, you know, moving a classroom or uh, installing equipment or ordering equipment. And we now have a more complex uh, portal where people get um, led to specific forms that we gather the information we need to complete the request. We also... Uh, did a lot, a lot of work in our service request area. We have requests for uh, ordering, reassigning, relocating equipment, making staff staff changes, and uh, requesting software, which has been beneficial for us. Yeah, that's awesome. I can imagine that's something that you're super proud of as well. So, um, thanks for thanks for walking me through that. I definitely sets the scene for uh, you know the, the rest of what, what we're going to talk about today. So, obviously, you've had uh, a few years now of, of experience with TopDesk, um, but I would say the last year has probably been the most challenging, or at least I'm hypothesizing has been the most challenging. So when the pandemic hit, um, you know, I can imagine there was like a period of shock or difficulty uh, for your team. Was there any area in particular that caused headaches for you guys? Well, it's kind of funny because the uh, the first Monday of the week that we were about to go down into shutdown, I took the day off to stay home and uh, make sure our, uh, our renovations at my house started off okay. And uh, later that day, I got the call that we were going to be working from home. Um, so I spent the rest of the next five weeks working in the basement with walls being torn down above me and my kitchen was all tore apart. So that was a little bit rough start for me personally. Yeah, thank goodness we didn't try and record a podcast during that week. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so yeah, for challenges for our department, uh, like the IT department, London Catholic was... Uh, the biggest thing I'd say was getting devices out to families that uh, didn't have devices at home. Uh, that included Chromebooks, workstations, uh, laptops in some cases, uh, 
Um, internet access devices, not all the families had uh, uh, means to connect to the internet. So that was pretty, that was a big undertaking for the department to do. With Service Center, I'd say the biggest challenge with that at the immediate when we first uh, went to uh, working from home is we didn't have phones. People couldn't call us and that's a pretty big part of our service as it is now. So we had to rely on work orders in the chat. With TopDesk, it allowed us to uh, create some custom requests based on uh, what we need for now, what the current need for the day. So we put a uh, sub page up on our main page, uh, virtual instruction, and we uh, put requests there um, that were pretty common for things that were going on. Password resets for students and staff, uh, report issues with the VLE, uh, report issues with teams, managing students that were moving from in-school to virtual. That came later, but uh, that was something that ended up there. Also, uh, I was able to uh, monitor the, the most popular knowledge base articles that were people were reading and uh, post them in the, in the portal. So it was a one-stop place for pretty much everything you needed when we first started getting rolling with uh, working from home. Another challenge I'd say would be the uh, um, teachers uh, learning to use Teams. We've had the product in our environment for a long time, but there's not really been any necessity for the teachers to um, get in depth with it and learn it. But as soon as we went to uh, working from home, they had to revolve their entire day around it. Um, luckily, for the most part, uh, I'd say the vast majority of staff picked it up quick. And if they didn't, then uh, you know, shortly thereafter, we uh, got them up and running. Uh, passwords, that was another big issue was uh, the students used to, the teachers rather, would reset student passwords on domain. And when all the teachers were at home, that, uh, that tool didn't work off domain. So the service center had to pick that up. I didn't realize how much of that was going on, to tell you the truth. Uh, I found out pretty quick how much uh, password resets were happening. Um, so that was uh, a big, big part of the, uh, a big part of our day at first. Oh, the, I guess the most important, the biggest thing is the support, like how things shift, the support shift. The, uh, the nature of the requests that we normally would get would be network issues, workstations, printing, Wi-Fi, you know, school-based uh, issues. Um, but that quickly changed. That, that, that almost went away completely, and we had to replace it with uh, requests for uh, the VLE, Teams, uh, just cloud-based services, working with OneDrive and, and different things that really uh, took the place of uh, what we no longer got as far as work orders camp coming in. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can imagine too that, you know, not only with the type of, of uh, support you guys were giving for the different categories like you just mentioned, but also where people were um, expecting support from, right? So, you know, phones, like you said, weren't necessarily available right away. So you probably had a lot of people who were, who maybe weren't as familiar with the, the portal that you guys offer. Um, having to get pretty familiar with it right it helps you know whenever whenever you put somebody in a spot where there's uh they have less choices you know they uh you you learn you learn what you have to pretty quickly say, uh, yeah, we've yeah. had our portal for a while so that wasn't too bad but uh yeah i think there was definitely an uptake in uh people learning their way around and finding the requests that they needed so that was a benefit for sure yeah for sure that's awesome you know, an area of support that it must be pretty challenging for school boards during this time is the scale of support required. So how did you go about supporting students' parents? Well, prior, prior to COVID, uh, we uh, only supported uh, our own staff at the service center. Once we uh, went into lockdown, we had to, uh, you know, adapt and start supporting uh, the parents and the students at home and also our staff. And, you know, our staff... Uh, always had the support, but now they're in a new environment needing support. So that was a little bit of a change as well. Um, so we were home, service center was running at home from March to mid-June. 
we we turned on chat, top desk chat, um, and that was that was a big help to us. They uh, the parents and students could log into chat and uh, enter, uh, you know, engage with our service center. And if we couldn't solve it within the chat, we could, uh, you know, very quickly uh, turn that into a uh, into a call, and then we would put the call in the teacher's name, so that we could uh, follow up with the teacher and get that resolved for the for the child. When uh, service center returned to work, uh, we were able to offer the phones again. So uh, we just posted a number for parents and teachers to call in, and we we continued doing the same method of taking the call and logging a ticket and putting it in the teacher's name, and then uh, working with the teacher to resolve the incident. Um, another big issue with that was I found that, you know, service center calls typically, you know, two to five minutes, maybe a little longer uh, in some cases. But once we were supporting families at home, the calls went from really short to sometimes 30 minutes, 40 minutes trying to help somebody navigate their way around an environment that they've never been in. So that was a trick. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, and I can imagine, too, like, especially, you know, it was kind of thrown in, I guess, thrown in parents' laps in some way as well to try and figure out how um, some of the systems work. So uh, it's good that you guys found a process for it, for sure. Yeah. Another question here. So were there any positives that came from the experiences of last year? I guess some of the positives would be that uh, people rely on familiar ways of doing things. Um, and this last year, we forced staff to uh, learn technology and integrate it into their day to day. I think that'll continue. Um, the, our, our parents had to be a little bit more more involved in their child's education. I think a lot learned that they have full and immediate access to assessment and uh, teacher feedback, which they might not have really realized was available to them at the uh, before. But now that they they were using it, they were seeing it. I think uh, once we return to full time class instruction, I think we'll be more more capable organization with uh, with our customers and and our and us like our IT department. We I think we learned a lot and uh, I think we're going to come away stronger for sure. Yeah, I, I kind of foresee that too for, you know, your organization and a lot of organizations as well. Just being able to be flexible and know that you can do, um, you, you know, you can deal with these sort of challenging um, adjustments that have been made. So that's pretty awesome as well. Um, you know, given your experience and your experience with Top Desk as well, um, could you share maybe some advice you have for fellow IT folks in the industry looking to improve their service delivery? One of the big things that I've uh, realized has been a benefit to us is um, we've started using uh, closure codes in TopDesk. So we've defined, about, I don't know, maybe 80 different uh, items that uh, we can use to categorize how we close things. Maybe it's, uh, you know, password reset, uh, replace the lamp, you know, check the uh, restart of the server, different things. Like that, I think that's uh, uh, was a big bonus for for us, and it helps categorizing at the end of what you've done when you have all the information, and that's a little bit stronger place to report from, and it makes it a little bit easier for you to categorize on the front end when you first get the ticket, when you're not basing it on symptoms. I think that's a that's definitely a good point. Um, I guess final question for today, Tom. Uh, where do you see the future of the service management? industry transitioning to? I think you'll see a lot more working from home. I think, uh, you know, IT people always knew it was possible, but uh, we never really had to uh, um, test it. I think we've uh, all learned to make it more effective or more effective than we thought it could be. In our school board, uh, it's new, new for a service center to be providing support to uh, our community directly, not as opposed to going through uh, the schools. 
I hope we keep that up. Once the new normal comes around, I think that uh, that'll be a big benefit for the students and the school board. I don't think it'll be too much additional work uh, once things have settled down. And also, uh, um, I think I've noticed a big uptake on our on our knowledge bases, our knowledge articles in Top Desk. So uh, I've seen a lot more of a, a bigger variety of items being used. I think people know it's there now and uh, know how to navigate it and uh, find the information they need. So I hope that continues as well. Awesome. I think that's a that's a great great place to uh, wrap this up for sure. So thanks again for tuning into our fourth episode of the season and a big thanks to Tom for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to stay up to date on all things TopCast, don't forget to sign up for our email updates at page.topdesk.com forward slash TopCast. We'll see you in a couple of weeks where we will be back with more service management content for you. In the meantime, stay safe, stay tuned, and most importantly, stay excellent. Take it easy, everybody.